1: Uh, And Washington fans have been cheering like that for a long time, certainly for the last couple of weeks. As always on Monday at Touchdown at 10, pleased to be joined by the man who discovered Samaj P. Ryan, who had three touchdowns for the 1% of fantasy owners that have Samaj (laughs) P. Ryan out there. Our man Jay Gruden. Jay, how about your boy Samaje Piron stepping up for Joe Mixon yesterday and lifting Cincinnati to a key division win?
3: That was a big win. It's never easy to go into Pittsburgh and get a victory. I've been there many times and it's a tough environment. You gotta be tough and physical and Samaje gave them a little
1: lift.
0: Come get your boy, Jay Gruden. How about that? Jay Gruden was a big fan of Samaje P. Ryan and Ryan Grant and all the guys that reporters used to but, but you him know what with though Jay, about. Jay,
1: I got to tell you, though, I saw the same thing you did when he yeah. was at Oklahoma. I was actually surprised he wasn't even more uh, of a star at this level because I thought at Oklahoma he showed the ability to do all the things that you ask a running back to do. And, you know, right now, certainly in the role that's being asked of him, uh, he's he's perfecting it mm-hmm. right now.
3: Yeah, for sure. I think the one thing he didn't really see at Oklahoma was the ability to catch the ball and he had three receiving touchdowns. That's something that he didn't really see. You Saw him rush for 500 yards against Kansas. That was impressive. <laughs> but, uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. That wasn't quite a forte, yep. but he he proved to be have, have good hands when we got him.
0: You know, but that's also what happens when when a football player maybe he doesn't have the initial success that, you know, you guys had drafted him in the 4th round. Uh, that many thought maybe he would because of that rushing prowess that you mentioned, the physicality, you know, but kudos to him, right? It didn't work out here. He's gone to play with a good offense, a great quarterback obviously in Burrow, a backup role, but a key role and even before yesterday, I mean, we've talked about him with you a number of times over last year. Uh, P. Ryan has found his little niche and like you said and we touched on this earlier, the three passing touchdowns, right? That's not, you know, like, like, sometimes guys don't want to learn how to do those little things to keep them in the league. And kudos to him for not only learning it, but also, I don't want to say excelling in it, but ex- excelling in it yesterday, certainly, uh, for sure. Jay Gruden with us uh, right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app each and every Monday at 10 for touchdown at 10. All right, Jay, let's get uh, to yesterday's Commanders win. They go to 6-5, first time over five hundred since Week 1. Beat a Not a good Houston Texans team, let's be nice, and just call it that way. Um, Clearly the defense was the story. Was the offense concerning to you at all, or is it just pretty much what you expect week in, week out from a guy with your background?
3: Yeah, I wouldn't say concerning. I think they did what was necessary to win, and I really feel like sometimes as a play caller, you have a pretty good feeling that your defense is going to dominate. Uh, I remember I was at Cincinnati in my first couple of years with Andy Dalton. We had a really good defense there. And there were some play calls that I'd like to be more aggressive on, but I uh, just wasn't because I knew sometimes if you hit the check down and punt and back them up, you're gonna get the ball back in great field position. And Houston really gave you no indication that they were gonna get a yard. I, I don't remember they're getting their first first down until I don't know, was it after half or in the second quarter? Yeah. Um and, and sometimes that affects the play caller and your aggressive nature as far as going after a defense and and rightfully so. Winning games twenty seven to ten. Uh, is a good thing, but they did at the end of the day uh, sputter a little bit early in the game, but did enough to win.
1: The fact that uh, they did get that defensive touchdown to get going early uh, in that game, Jay, and look, let's face it, I I told Chris at the beginning of the show, they've almost adopted a a Georgia and Michigan-like philosophy here. You know, our defense is really playing good. We're not going to try and do too many high-risk things on offense to screw it up, and when your defense gets you started like that and you get out to it, There's no reason to take many chances in the second half, quite frankly, of a game at 20 to nothing. Jay, they knew, they knew Houston offensively was no threat to get back in the game at 20 to nothing unless you let them back in the game, correct?
3: Well, for sure. The only way to get them back in the game is turning the ball over and making critical mistakes on offense. Punting is not going to hurt you. Uh, Maybe a special team score or something like that, but. do your thing, hand the ball off, get the positive yards, keep the clock running, uh, make plays when you have to, punt if you have to, and let your defense do the work for you. And their defense is playing at a very high level, as good as anybody in the league right
0: now. Yeah, you drafted all those guys, so let's take a bow and give credit to Jay Gruden. Kyle Smith obviously involved in that. I suppose we might have to give credit to Bruce Allen to some degree, but whatever. Um, You drafted all these guys. It's taken them a while to kind of gel together, of course I would imagine this is the vision that you all had when you can combine not one, not two, but three, and who who knows what Chase Young is gonna be when he comes back. That wasn't with you guys, but three excellent pass rushers and overall Jay now consistent players.
3: Yeah, you're right. And I think that's the that was the goal. You know, if you're not gonna have an elite quarterback like a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers or whoever uh, you better be able to play good defense and stop the run and be able to run the ball. Uh, there are other recipes to winning other than putting 40 points up or 35 points a game on the board. You can win football with, uh, games in a lot of different ways, playing great defense, running a football, being a fish on offense and protecting the ball. Uh, you can get a lot of wins and go a long, long way, and I think that's the recipe that Washington has proven right now can win, uh, and they'll have to continue this way against Atlanta and against the Giants twice and, and Dallas later on down the road.
1: Jay, I don't think it's any surprise that the defense has gotten better when you take out a piece that wasn't performing and you put in another piece that is. It seems as if chemistry and everybody being on the same page is happening on the back end of the defense. We knew what the front end of the defense was doing, but now, Jay, it's the back seven that seems to finally be in concert with the front four uh, and that, to me, as much as anything, is why this defense has improved greatly. And you know what I mean? Sometimes it is addition by subtraction from a personnel standpoint, is it not?
3: Yeah, for sure. I think the goal for this defense is they don't have to rush five. They can rush four and get ample pressure. Now, when you rush four, you have to be a little bit creative in your secondary. you got to play some cover two, some quarters, some three deeps, some, some man coverages with some different droppers. And I think they're doing a great job of that. When you can rush four guys and be creative on the – Back end with your coverages and confused quarterbacks and still the quarterback won't have time to go through his progressions. You got something special going on defense. And the way Jonathan's rushing and Dron's rushing and sweat got a couple sacks, uh you know, you know, they're pretty they're pretty good right now.
0: Jay Gruden with us as he is each and every Monday for touchdown at ten, former Redskins head coach and as well Jaguar and Bengal offensive coordinator and current Rams consultant, uh right here on the Team Nine Eighty and the Odyssey app. Um, so when it comes – all right, so Jonathan Allen obviously just tore apart Kenyon Green, the 15th overall pick, the rookie. I, I mean, it wasn't even a, a fair fight. Uh Deron Payne obviously had the the pass knockdown. He had the sack. To me, Montez sweat yesterday, Jay, and you tell me. um, I don't know how much of the game you got to see – but it it was more like, okay, Montez Sweat is really good, we know that, but it was effort kind of sacks. It was like tackle and loops, stunts, whatever you want to call them, games, twists, and it was finding a, a circuitous path almost to the quarterback and being relentless. When you go back in the process of scouting him and getting to know him and then ultimately drafting him, uh I guess what were some of the things that stood out to you that are not so obvious about Montez Sweat?
3: Well, when you look at Sweat, you look at his measurables, you're like, holy cow, this guy's long and can run fast. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the tape that he had in college at Mississippi State, it was a little disappointing. You say that well, this guy is this big and can run this fast. He should be second quarterback six times a game in college. You know what I mean? So there mm-hmm. are some things that are a little concerning, but. You take away, uh, you do see the flashes of brilliance in his effort. Uh, he plays with a high motor. He can run people down. The zone reads, the athletic quarterbacks that you see in college and nowadays in the pro football, you got to have speed, and that's what really drew us to him. You figure once you get him in the building, you can work on some pass rush moves. You can use him effectively on stunts, getting inside, uh, rushing the passer on the outside, push, making the quarterback step up into your powerful defense alignment, which he does an extremely good job of.
1: James Gruden, our guest right here on Touchdown at Ten. Jay, look, I mean, I know everybody wants to have every game a referendum on Taylor Heineke, whether he's winning the game, losing the game, helping them win, whatever. But in terms of this dynamic, and we've seen it before on some occasions, where the you know the the moderately talented guy doesn't do a lot of things to get you hurt. And thus, your team finds some rhythm, finds some success. Ron referred to it as winning, and as long as they're winning, you know, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna stay the course uh, in this route. What is that dynamic like from a play caller standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, when you know your guy is not individually the most supremely talented guy, but for whatever reason, team gravitates to him, plays hard as hell for him, and more importantly. You're getting results.
3: Yeah, I think when you have a quarterback like Taylor, you have to be smart. and you have to use them the right way. And I think they're doing a better job of it. They're mixing in some jet sweeps or getting them outside the pocket a little bit. They're using a the running game to help them. Uh, they're not asking him to do too many things down the field with his arm. But the few times he does it, he's being effective, either you know hitting the crossing routes or stepping up and hitting the check down or whatever he has to do um you know he's not going to be a guy that's going to turn your head in pregame for him up and holy cow look at this quarterback or when the game's over you're like I can't believe we just lost to Heineke mm-hmm. but he finds a way to win he's a, he's a fun guy to watch I, you can just tell the players all like him and play hard with him um but eventually like I said when when you get into the playoffs or later in the season and get some of these tougher high powered offenses you're gonna have to score and he's gonna have to do a better job and in, in some of these drop back passes but uh, you got to love watching them play. There's no doubt about it.
0: Jay, uh, Ron Rivera, I guess, told Albert Breer of SI, uh, quote, this is about one week at a time. I don't want anybody to be looking over their shoulder, end quote. After he anointed Taylor Heineke the starter, uh, and, and and we know that Carson Wentz is not even able to practice yet, so I, it was the obvious decision, but yet they made a big public deal out of it. Um, I, I guess here's my question when you say this is about one week at a time, but I don't want anybody looking over their shoulder, isn't, isn't that kind of the, like the the exact opposite of each other? Like if you're the starter, it shouldn't be about one week at a time. Should it not?
3: Well, you have to, in pro football, you have to take it like that. And I think it's very important right now at this stage in the season, uh, they're six and five. They just got over 500. They're still in last place in NFC East. Uh, and I think it's important for some camaraderie here. There's some important for uh, – stability at the most important position in pro sports and i think they did the right thing announcing taylor to be the starter full-time uh they can always flip back on if he struggles or whatever and go back to carson but i just think for the locker room and the questions you don't want to get questioned after every series after every game hey who's the starter next week who's going to come in then uh let's put an end to it right now let's have some stability at the most important position in sports
1: Jay Gruden, our guest here on the Team 980 during touchdown at 10. Look, I mean, they're they're winning, Jay. They're right now certainly a factor in the NFC. Uh, they passed the maturity check this week, because I think this week was the maturity check game. You're playing a team with one win. Do you get focused? Do you take them seriously? They obviously did that to this week. Now you, you catch a little bit of a break. You're going to get Atlanta. Not that Atlanta's done a great job utilizing Kyle Pitts, but you're going to get Atlanta without uh, Kyle Pitts. Mariota, so far, you know, is... Not done a lot to kill Atlanta. He's actually probably played maybe a little bit better uh, than folks thought. Thoughts on Atlanta as they come up as the next test here for Washington.
3: Well, I think before the season, everybody thought Atlanta was going to be the worst team in the NFL. And I think they've done a good job as a staff. David McGones there as the offensive coordinator of getting that team and making them competitive. Marcus Mariota is not really the most flashy passer, but he is effective with the play actions. He can ball out of his hands uh, pretty accurately. But when they get down, if they get down and they have to throw to come back, they're going to have major, major issues. Um, but they do run the ball well. Cordero Patterson is a threat in the – in the backfield kickoff return. He another kickoff return for touchdown and her defense plays hard. But uh, this is a game I think at home, Washington has to win uh, to, to improve their chances for the playoffs.
0: Well, agree. No doubt about it. They could go to seven and five. And as we touched on that would equal the win marks of Ron Rivera's uh, first two years. And it would be the first time since Jay Gruden was the head coach in 2016, uh, you, or I, I should say, uh, they had eight wins that year. They It would tie the 2017 and 2018 marks uh, as well if they could get one more win and they have six games left to do so. Um, let me ask you uh, about the Jets and the New England Patriots uh, yesterday. I, I mean, look, we all know Belichick. We all know it's tough in Foxborough. Got it, got it. Um, Yeah, the number 2 overall pick, Zach Wilson. Of course, his season didn't start off uh, the right way with the injury in training camp. I don't know how much that's affected him. But clearly, Jay, he's not good. 9 of 22, 77 yards. He struggled last year. Now Garrett Wilson's all pissed off. It seems like more at the staff. The team's not producing on offense. They lost Brees Hall. He's up there saying, you know, no, he didn't let the defense down. I I know you well enough to know that he should have taken responsibility at least or accountability Public, but what do you do if you're Robert Sala and you're six and four, and you've got an anemic offense, and you've got Joe Flacco, who at least has won a Super Bowl, sitting on your bench?
3: Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, obviously, Zach Wilson was drafted there for a reason, number two, and he has some talent. There's no doubt about it. They are six and four, um, but yesterday's performance and the last couple of weeks' performances has been really, really bad uh, by any. Standards as far as starting quarterback goes in the pro, in the National Football League, so there has to be some thought because they still have a lot of uh, a lot in front of them. They're six and four. They have a chance to make the playoffs, and they're in contention to win that division still. So, um, I would probably stick with Zach just because he does have some talent and can run a little bit better than Joe. Uh, but that's something they that really have to think about. And, and Zach does need to take a little more responsibility and, and take some accountability for scoring three points. Um, And and really having 100 total yards of offense is unacceptable for anybody.
0: That was a Robert Griffin-like response, you know, uh, Jay?
3: Let's not bring that up
0: again.
3: (laughs) You're always stirring apart. Always stirring apart.
1: He he does indeed, Jay. He does indeed. Hey, we've talked about, um, you know, Dak and Dallas, and what for whatever reason, right now, Kellen Moore hasn't figured out how to utilize Tony Pollard. Man, it is, it has been spectacular to watch it develop yesterday, maybe at its apex uh, with what uh, they were able to do with Tony Pollard. Uh, it's a you know, this Jay, you're trying to find the matchup that you can continue to abuse, and Dallas did just that yesterday uh, with Tony Pollard, and they just annihilated. Uh, Minnesota yesterday, and one of the league's best performances this season.
3: Yeah, for sure. And it's it, it's great to have a back that can get you out of the backfield and work those matchups. You know, they they caught him in a coverage, a quarters push coverage, and it's one on one with the linebacker. And, and if you have a back like that, like when we used to have Chris Thompson and and uh, you know uh, uh, the good the good backs out of the backfield, they can really really get some do some damage. And that's mm-hmm. what Tony Pollard did. It was a great matchup. It was a great play design by. Uh, the Cowboys, and, and and the Cowboys are tough, man. Their defense, when they, can, when they can put their hands on the ground and rush the passer, when they get a lead, they're a tough team to beat. Those guys are ruthless as far as rushing the passer goes. Dan Quinn always has a great pass rushing scheme, whether they're rushing four or five or different overloads and different stunts. Uh, they're very active up front. Um, they stop the run pretty well. And then offensively, if they get going like they've been going, um, it's going to be a tough out
0: uh Jay, Denver's got a really, really, really good defense, and their offense has sucked all year long. Russell started off hot yesterday and then kind of fizzled in the second half uh 24 31 247. We all know it hasn't worked in year one. If you were Nate Hackett, you've given up play calling duties, what would you do there? I, I mean, I, I mean, is Russ? is it possible that Russell Wilson's done or is this just still the transition to a new offense?
3: I don't know if he's done. They're they're obviously not playing at the level they thought they would, especially with the way the defense is playing. I think they've given up they've given up less than they've given one or less touchdowns in every game. That yesterday they gave up two. That won an overtime. But uh, yeah, something's got to give. Um, they should have enough weapons. They got enough backs there with Murray, and, and uh, they, they got some good backs. They got some good receivers. I don't know what's going on there. I know that they made a critical mistake at the end of the game, third and Mm ten. Raiders had no timeouts, and Russell Mm -hmm. throws it away. He's been playing way too much football to do that. I can't blame the coach on that. I can't blame the coordinator on that. Russell's got to slide to take the sack. That's just football one-on-one. Gave Raiders ample time to go down and get a few goals out of the game, forcing them to overtime. So there's a lot of issues like that. There's been some play. uh, There's some game management issues they've had. They've been in close games, and when you lose a lot of close games, it really gets frustrated for fans and players, and uh, and usually a lot of blame goes to the coach and the quarterback, and deservedly so.
1: Yeah, and of course, uh, the unheralded Taylor Heineke handled that situation perfectly last week and ended up even drawing a penalty, which helps cement uh, that game. Uh, final, we'll let you out on this, Jay. Look, it's Thanksgiving week. Uh, for teams that prepare for these games coming off of a Sunday game, Buffalo catches a huge advantage. They're already in Detroit, so they'll stay there. But what are the, what's the key for those teams getting prepared for a game that's literally three days away like this?
3: Yeah, the key is, one, getting your rest and getting your treatment, getting your body right. Um, you can't really practice, go out there and bang heads during the week, so you got to get all your film work. Uh, you got to get your rest. you got to get your ice on your legs. you got to get your rehab. Um, and then mentally you got to get focused and spend some extra time in a meeting room with your coaches. There's no doubt about it. You've got a game plan to devise. Uh, it's going to be a different defense than you've seen, a different offense than you've seen. So you got to study. you got to add some new things. Can't go crazy. You have to rely on the fundamentals and the, and the schemes that you've developed over this course of the year. Uh, and sprinkling a few new ideas, but uh, guys got to be accountable and, and, and ready, to work and ready to study.
0: Yeah, Jay Jay was the head coach for the Redskins for three straight Thanksgiving games: twenty sixteen <laughs> and twenty eighteen in Dallas. Twenty seventeen was a Thursday night, or Thanksgiving night game against the Giants. Three straight years. Uh, Your bosses I, love
1: that Thanksgiving spotlight, yeah, don't they, Jay? Yeah, they they love that yeah, exposure, yeah, don't
0: straight. they? <laughs> <laughs> did, Jay, did Jay Gruden as head coach love it? No, I didn't
3: like them at no. all. You know, them,
0: every team has to go through at least one. I know. Uh, hey, it's, man. It's really hard.
3: It's not just hard on the players, it's hard on the coaches. Man. I know. It's
1: I, I've, difficult. But, I've no. had to broadcast games on the road either on Thanksgiving or the day after, man. There's nothing worse than Hotel Turkey, my friend. Nothing worse than Hotel Turkey. Appreciate you, pal. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Jay. You got it. Thank you, guys. Happy Thank Turkey you, day. Jay Gruden, joining us here on Touchdown at 10. More of your calls on another celebratory. Victory Monday. Ron says your boy four is the man as long as they're winning. That's for sure. Do you think that makes it easier on Taylor now? Not only in preparation, but continuing to develop and work on the flaws in his game as well. Let's talk about it. 301 230 0980. Washington to six and five. We're talking about it right now. Russell and Medhurst.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: On the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. So much good feeling in the area this weekend. Wizards won again last night, five of six on the homestand. You were there Friday night. Did you go Friday night? Yeah. Did you get your goodies from the Wizards?
0: Uh, No, everybody else took them. Actually, I got a hat when I walked in the building. Mm. But I got lots of goodies in the suite thanks to Monumental Sports and Entertainment and the Wizards. For providing us a very, very, very nice suite for the action on Friday night. And hey, I
1: heard there was actually food in it, too. Oh, uh, there was
0: lots of food. You was would've... it like the one we went to last year? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. There was uh, buffalo wings. There was uh, Philly steak, uh, like egg roll type, you know, half yeah, egg we roll. We had those. I remember uh, those. Those were things. great. Yeah, there was a sandwich. Uh, I didn't have that, um, but it was gone at the end of the night, so it must have been uh, pretty good. And there was something else. Oh, a Caesar salad, which I had some. Um, you know, chips and uh, th- there was no beer, Pull pork sliders. Oh, pulled pork sliders. There you go, Pull pork sliders. Good call, Manny. Uh, there was no beer, but there was wine. Uh, and I think everybody responsibly handled themselves. Uh, and uh, everybody had a good time. There was a bunch of producers there. Um, from well, I'm aunt- happy for wire. those,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm happy for those guys, right? Because the guys behind the scenes worked their rear end off um for a lot less glory yes. than you know the hosts get. They so. deserve
0: a good night out where they don't have to, you yes. know, like pay for a ticket or you know pay for ridiculously priced food or or whatever the problem was, from what i understand the parking around the arena and the traffic and especially right around the footprint of the arena was so bad like it took i think CK said uh, he didn't show up until, like, midway through the second quarter. It took him forever to get, like, to a parking garage in the footprint of Capital One Arena. That's weird. Uh, which it usually, like, coming from Virginia, it's the 14th Street Bridge that's the disaster. That was apparently not the problem. Uh, I know Darius and JT the Vic, uh, who, you know, JT obviously works on both stations. Daris more works on 106.7. They didn't show up until, like, eight minutes left to go in the second quarter, and they left here at, like, 7 o'clock, which was when the game, you know, basically started, maybe, like, 7.05 or whatever it was. They didn't show up until, like, midway through the second quarter because they couldn't get into a parking garage. Everything was sold out, and the crowd wasn't—I mean, I don't know what they officially announced, but, I mean, there were, you know, I mean, there were enough seats. It it wasn't like— You know, I mean, it was a Friday night against the Miami Heat and the Big Three, right? It wasn't a sellout or anything like that. I don't know what they announced, but there was plenty of empty seats. Ah, plenty might be strong. Uh, There were a bunch of empty seats, so it shouldn't have been that kind of problem. But, you know, here's what you don't never know when you're going to these events, right? You know, especially on a Friday night, uh, you know, people are going out to dinner. People are going to a Wizards game. People are going to shows. People are just going out and about, right? It's a Friday night. It uh, the weather, yeah, chill. it wasn't that bad, you know. So that always congests things uh, even more. I was very glad, for my sake, uh, that I decided not to drive over there from the station. I took the metro, and it was, I mean, I know people complain about metro all the time. Pete, I had to pay $2 for a new card because I lost my Metro card. You didn't I put, jump the uh, fare I thing? Di- I did not. I, I was a good, honest citizen. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, I mean, it cost me $2 for the new card, and I put like, I don't know, $12 or $13 or whatever it is on the Metro fare thing, so it cost me like $14, $15 whatever it was. I still have a bunch of that. It cost me like 450 round trip, and it's what, four stops, maybe five stops on the green line from Navy Yard Mm -hmm. over to Chinatown, and I was literally in the arena by 6.30. I had so much time, and I didn't leave here until like 6.10, maybe 6.12, somewhere in that range. I had so much time, I went to one of my favorite new places on earth to go see my guy Kevin who runs Guy Fieri's D.C. Kitchen and Bar. We were rapping and hanging out. And then Kevin came up to the suite, and I got to introduce him to everybody, and we got to chit-chat for a while. Um, and, uh, and, and and by the way, you should go to that place. That's a very good place. And I think, you know, uh, we're going to be probably doing some stuff uh, down the line uh, there. So, you know, just... Uh, Definitely visit that place. But it was it was a cool Friday night, uh, no doubt about it. And the Wizards won a game that they were down what? fifth? now, they no. shouldn't have probably been down yeah, that much. Nobody but. was
1: playing for yeah, Miami. Exactly. No Jimmy, no Bam. Right. You know, those are the games you gotta win. Yeah. And then last night they did enough against Charlotte to close right. that out despite Brad getting hurt down the mm-hmm. stretch and Porzingis wasn't. Uh, Porzingis didn't have his killer game that he's had lately. Right. I mean, Porzingis has been great. I mean, yep. I don't care what oh, you he's say. Been tremendous. Y'all can kill Tommy all you want. That that deal to get Porzingis here is looking better and better every single as day. As long as
0: he stays healthy, yep. man.
1: Team picked up his tenth win. Kuzma's just brilliant. Kuz just shows up every night. Yeah, That's all I love. Well, Kuz
0: hit the big game winning, or yep. uh, game tying, I should say, on Friday. Yeah, from the corner baseline. Here's to what tie I here's it.
1: what yeah. I love. Here's what I love about Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma shows up at the arena. He takes his card. He punches in every night, does his shift, and he goes home at the end of the night. And You look up and you go, oh, he's got 18, he's got 9 or 10 rebounds. I mean, he just does everything that is asked of him uh, in workmanlike fashion each and every night. 301 980 Back to the phones we go. Start on line one. Bill's in Upper Marlboro. What's up, Bill?
3: Hey, good morning. I hey, just Bill. got a couple things to throw you away. Um... I think their defensive line, with the with the vast improvement of the end play, has really helped that interior line be more successful against the run. And then I, you know, I I knew that he was going to get a personal foul when he tackled their running back. I think it was ninety three or ninety five.
1: Ridgeway, you Ridgeways, mean?
3: In my opinion, they should have caught. They should have whistled that dead before.
4: Um, that happened because that running back kept trying to go. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, 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 I didn't know what think you're that. Was, I didn't think that was in a late whistle on that. No,
1: I, but I mean, I thought they had his progress. Yeah. I thought they had his forward well, progress stopped, and I, I think to Bill's I point, they could have. Yeah. They could have blown it dead at that point, but. Uh, and and I'm kind of I'm kind of pseudo with Ryan Clark on this. Ryan was like, "Man, I don't understand why they." I understand the theory of the call. You can't body slam someone. It is quote unnecessary roughness. But here's the thing: do not let a couple of boneheaded penalties that have been whistled against John Ridgway, you know, deter you from mm-hmm. that. Young fella has played very good football for them for a guy they yeah, picked up as yeah. a street free agent who the Cowboys because the Cowboys mismanaged their roster so they had to let a this guy was picked in the fifth round so this guy was a guy that you bring in thinking he can be a part of your club and they have too much depth on their defensive line right now in Dallas I thought this was a ridiculously perceptive waiver claim by Washington and with Mathis going down, Ridgeway is providing production at that position behind your two studs that they thought Mathis was going to give them yep. this year.
0: Yep, appreciate the phone call. Thanks, Thank Bill. you, Bill. I, 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 will, I will also say this. Mm-hmm. Don't let the personal foul, suplex, powerbomb, whatever, <laughs> don't let the personal foul get in the way of how good of a play that was, because that was a middle, oh, yes. a short little middle dump screen, yes. and Ridgeway shucks. Remember when we were talking about Kenyon Green and Jonathan Allen eating him alive. Well, he shucked Kenyon Green over yep. and just tore off of him and blew up that play. Just a great read. I mean, so to me, like, yes, the penalties have got to be controlled and the aggression. But to your point and everything you said, and some people in terms of the draft nicks and you know all that, had Ridgway ranked very close in terms of their overall defensive tackle rankings to Federi and Mathis. Yep. And the Commanders got both of them, one in the second round, and, and ultimately Dallas took Ridgway in the fifth round, but now Washington has him. And he ain't going anywhere.
1: Let's go to line two. Rod's listening on the Odyssey app in Florida. What's up, Rod?
4: Yeah, my concern for Washington is the upcoming games uh, teams are going to stop our run, and I don't know if uh, three more wins – will get us into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What are your
0: thoughts? This, this is a great call, uh, and I'll tell you why. Because at, at early on yesterday, Rod, they did stop the run. They didn't have any success. And going into the third series, I said, where's the eye candy that we saw all night long, or especially in the first half, in Philadelphia? All the jet sweeps, motions, all that stuff. And then they finally started doing some of it and then on the fourth drive, you had Curtis Samuel taking two jet sweeps that were just essentially flip, Same play, and they did a lot more motion, right? So here's my point. Against a bad Houston run defense, they struggled until they started serving up again a little bit of eye candy, a little bit of that motion and confusion that 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 plays tricks on you, if you will. What happens if they don't do that against a really good run defense? I don't all have right, the answer to that other the, than they're going right. to
1: struggle miserably. But here's the good news, Rod. Of all the teams that remain on their schedule, only one— and they are number one against the rush in yards per carry. That is San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. There is it's no San Francisco. There is nobody else that they face the rest of the way that is in the top ten. Yeah. In yards per carry allowed. So Dallas. that's a
0: that Dallas. Dallas is number six. No, they're Dallas not. I'm looking right at it. In yards per attempt or yards, yards per game. carry?
1: Okay. Yards per carry.
0: Yeah, that's often yards per attempt is often the the more true barometer. As Cowboys to are yards allowing four
1: point seven. So you you have that, the judge yeah, my concern
0: is
4: just teams are gonna I just my concern is just teams are gonna defense us. We're defensing them, obviously great great. Teams are gonna game plan against our run, and then what do we do? Listen
0: to your point, limit to offense. your point Thanks. overall, they've gotta figure out a way to um you know, again, to keep the running game going because the, the, the passing game is just clearly Giants are not allowing good enough.
1: Five point three per carry. I mean that's You get them twice. There's you know. Frisco, like I said, Frisco number 1, 3.4 right. carry. It's so. not like
0: Jamal Williams ripped them up for yardage yesterday. I right. think he had sub 70 yards, but he 64. had the three touchdowns. I think or, it was yeah.
1: 64 yards, right. but he had three touchdowns. Right, exactly.
0: So. But you, to your point, right, there's going to be opportunities. There's there's going to be opportunities. And obviously the Bears uh mostly through Justin Fields had enough success yesterday against the ba- There's going to be opportunity. Now I'll tell you this much, you try and run into Grady Jarrett this Sunday, yeah. and that's going to be long haul. So Falcons I would are just them, on the
1: outside of the top ten, but yeah. the Falcons, Falcons are averaging 4.4. If you can get 4.4, carry sure. with what Washington is trying that's, to accomplish right now, that still allows you to play winning football.
0: Well, because what you have to do without watching a bunch of tape, but just knowing Atlanta enough and Grady Jarrett enough, is he'll eat up that interior of the offensive line for Washington – and if you try and just run north and downhill, you're probably not going to have a lot of success, right, until you wear his ass out. Yeah, you're gonna And have how to double you wear team. his ass out is you run side to side, right. and you run Make outside zone, and then you start in between the tackles. Right.
1: Make him chase. You know, you can hopefully maybe trap him. Uh, You know, a guy like that who can be hyper-aggressive, sometimes you can trap him and wall him off uh, and do that. But, you know, your chances of success are few and far between running near him. The best thing to do is go away from him and make him pursue. 301-230-0980. We stay on the phones. Line 3, Derek's in Capitol Heights. What's up, Derek? Good morning, gentlemen. I
4: guess the phone issue has been fixed. I've been on hold longer than 15 minutes. Uh, I think there
1: are certain lines, and Derek, I think you're on one of them. Uh, That particular line you are on, I think, is immune from the 15-minute mark. Which
0: which is good for you. Knock on wood.
1: You (laughs) won the lottery today.
4: (laughs) Um, As far as yesterday, gentlemen, that was one of the few games where my heart rate and adrenaline level stayed even kill. one of the few times where i felt like it was almost a hundred percent chance of win as the game progressed on and throughout the first quarter that's what it felt like to me uh to touch on what the previous caller said when teams stop our run i do have some concerns with our passing game i truly do um Usually Haneke's mistakes don't really bother me as much but yesterday they were a little bothersome. Um a lot of passes were falling short. Um he was missing, he did have a few misses. But I still believe he's the best one to be back there on the center for us. Thanks.
0: I uh, appreciate it. Uh, he, here's the here's the deal. Listen, I I'm not i'm I'm gonna i'm I'm gonna be nice it's Thanksgiving week. there were there were throw there's throws he misses every week. Every quarterback misses throws. He's got to make some of the throws that he missed last week uh, yesterday. There was a third down in the left flat to John Bates. I think third and six open gotta make it. Logan Thomas may be a little bit tough, but third and goal from I believe the seven. On a corner route, it's open, it's there, got to pull it. Um, Those two throws specifically drove me crazy yesterday. I I see seven to ten of those every week in terms of either bad decisions or throws that are off that are holding this offense back. I get Everything good that Taylor Heineke does. I get how resilient as bleep he is. I get his mobility. I get how uh how the guys play hard for him. I get th- the competitive, the spunk, the warrior, everything. I get it all. You can say all that. You can you can say, gotta make that throw, Pete, and and acknowledge that he does a lot of other things good. You can Do both Mm -hmm. if you're being responsible. One thing you should not do is Taylor Heineke sucks or Taylor Heineke is great. He's neither. He's neither. Quite honestly, he's barely above average in terms of a thrower. Yeah. If he's
1: that. Right. I got a question for you after the trending here that – pertains to we know he's going to be the quarterback so what will that mean going forward here for the final six games of the regular season i'll ask it to you when we return lots to talk about of course taking your calls your reactions to another victory yesterday it's a victory monday england has secured a result at the world cup and a lot more chris has a look at what's trending
0: Yeah, let's start off with that. England over Iran 6-2. That game now a final. Senegal and North, uh, Netherlands coming up in about 15 minutes. Meanwhile, the U.S. men's national team playing Wales at 2 o'clock Eastern time today. Now, how many of their fans will be able to actually get into the stadium? Don't know. FIFA app crashing earlier today, meaning plenty of uh, United States fans and, of course, England fans and other fans, presumably, according to ESPN and FIFA, which confirmed the issue uh, losing tickets. That apparently disappeared from their accounts and uh, weren't able to be transferred to other individuals. Again, the U.S. men's national team coming up in about three hours and 15 minutes. Meanwhile, good news out of Charlottesville, where they certainly need every li- uh, bit of good news that you can get. Virginia running back Mike Hollins, who uh, was shot in last week's triple homicide has been discharged a week later from the hospital uh, after, of course, the shooting incident and murders of three of his teammates last Sunday night. And Giants head coach Brian Dable indeed confirming the bad news that was kind of expected. Rookie wide receiver Wandell Robinson has torn his ACL. He'll obviously miss the rest of the year, and that's what's trending.
2: You know,
1: I thought there was a chance that at the end of the season, a few weeks ago, that Washington might set De'Ron Payne free. But Chris, I think with some of the money you're going to save perhaps in either renegotiating with Wentz as a backup or letting him go altogether, I think that money could come in handy because I think De'Ron Payne is making a hell of a statement that you need to keep this defense together and maybe, just maybe Chris, this is a philosophy you build around. You build around defense. Oh. You enhance defense because you think about it. This is a fairly young defense. Yep. This is a yep. fairly young defense right now.
0: Well, and also like we talked about. Well, how do you pay all these guys? Well, again, other yeah, teams find ways, well, well, dude. Y- yes, the Chiefs but th- find ways yeah. to trade for yes. people. And but the but the answer right now, like like everybody was like, well, how do you pay Jonathan Allen and Montez Sweat and Chase Young? Oh, and yeah, and, and and by the way, how do you pay Deron Payne? Well, guess what? Maybe no fault of his own, but it, it's not totally because of injury. Right now, Deron Payne has replaced easily Chase Young in that first part of the equation. Or in that first part of the question, the priority how standpoint. Do, how do right. you pay De'Ron Payne, Montez Sweat, and Jonathan Allen, and Terry McLaurin, and keep you know everything else, and Cam Curl? Now, again, some of these guys don't need to get paid right now, but it it would behoove You're you not to, to pay need, $19 million just like we on talk a franchise about, tag for right, De'Ron Payne.
1: Just like we talk about how everybody bitches about the Nats not signing young players, but Atlanta's getting all these guys to sign and everything mm-hmm. like that. A, it takes it takes some cooperation from the player and their agent, okay? It takes your salary cap guy and your contract negotiators to be creative mm-hmm. in terms of where they put bonuses, where they put escalators, you know, and things of that nature. So they have to go to work in that regard. But I believe if they come to the bargaining table with good faith, they can work something out. With the agent of the player. Right. You know, as long as it's fair. The the player just wants to be treated fairly. He doesn't want to be insulted. A player just doesn't want to be insulted with that first offer that comes out there. Yeah. And I think as long but they're as they're gonna have
0: to pay him better than Jonathan Allen, I think. In terms of overall structure. And we have plenty of time to revisit that, but I don't That's think a That's I don't a, think a minus Jonathan Allen deal, which was done two years ago, by right, the way. Right, I would agree with you
1: there. I think as long as you're in that same ballpark, you can you can at least get Payne's people to the table sure. with you. Sure. Though I'm sure for Payne, it's got to be intriguing. You're playing the best football of your life, and you're sure. headed for the open market. Yeah. Um. I you know I don't know if Washington can get it done before he does that. Let's go. Uh. Let's do now. Yeah, let.
0: Let's get one in here, right? Or let's not-
1: save. Let's save Pauly for a little more time. At the top of the hour, next hour. Let's go to line three. Big Al, what's up, Big Al?
5: What's up, guys? What's going on? What's up, Al? Um, I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk about sports in DC trending upward. But the last conversation you guys just had has me intrigued. Like all along, I've been saying, Deron Payne. This is my opinion. Is the best D lineman we have. Chase Young, he had that one good year. I'm, You know, I'm excited about him. Not really, but I am. Uh, Montez Sweat, <laughs> I don't know what he brings. He, he has good games when we play teams like Houston and Tennessee, but he disappears. Um, we could save money off Logan Thomas. Uh, we got Armani Rogers. We got, you know, the other two young tight ends. Kendall Fuller, you know, he's getting up there. He's getting long in the teeth. And then... This is his first good game to me. So I think we just need to trend young, young word with the uh, young athletes and young people we have. And I like St. June's and uh, Davis. I think they're coming along these second year players. I like them to a lot. We're, we're, we're trending in the right direction on defense. Um, I like, um, I like, Heineke and like you said, he's not he's not a starter, but he's a stopgap. We need to work on getting better linemen and that linebacker out of Clemson. Trenton Simpson next year in the draft, and I think we'll be right, man, because we got all the other pieces is there. And um I just noticed how Heineke you know, he he throws to McLaurin, that's his favorite receiver. Yeah. But I I I still think Carson Wentz, if we have a better line, He'd be the best answer because he has a strong arm. He makes mistakes, just like you said. Every quarterback makes mistakes. But going forward, you know, I'm a roll with Heineke, but if we can get that offensive line to play better, man, Heineke got to come out and let Wentz get back in there because Dotson uh, – He's only getting. I know he's just getting back from injury, but well, he's only yeah, getting one you, or two
0: you, passes a game. Right, you got to give him a little chance to get right back in and to develop that chemistry. Thank you, I appreciate it. Good call. Listen, there's a lot there to unpack. Don't forget, guys. While everybody's like trying to get rid of Wentz and clearing salary cap space, and we just talked about it, maybe that'll help you with Tyrone Payne absorb either the franchise tag or long term deal. Don't forget, Taylor Heineke is a free agent too. Don't forget.
1: Yeah, you got to Don't yeah, forget. Yeah, as much as you you, you like him, you got to want to sign him and it's going to be a lot more expensive this time around uh to keep him at minimum even as a backup right now uh for your football team, but he certainly is the perfect player for that role. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. 230 0980 final hour on a victory Monday is next right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.